Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. How are you going? Hang out! That's right, it's NBA Australia. It is Monday, March 28th, all day. Start of a new week, bro. You excited? I hope so. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a Raja Shumtime, so whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios in a t-shirt. Not a basketball jersey, though. Feels like formal dress. <laughs> anyway, giving you all the lowdown and all the ins and outs of the NBA season while wrapping Australia a bit. I'll tell you what, big day today. Giddy is done for the year. The Heat are in actual turmoil. Shaq and Steph Curry won Oscars. And Will Smith just slapped the shit out of Lil Penny. Chris Rock. Absolute scenes. Jesus. Uh, So we've got weekend winners and losers for you today. As well as all the games for the weekend covered in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got a juicy slap of that's not a knife. That's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spun of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. I have had so much coffee. It's ridiculous. Dickhead of the weekend. We've got Yeah Nazi, unpopular opinion of the day. Now back, takeouts. Where we're serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian play watch. It's chockers. And an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Before a game preview and pick for all of the games tomorrow. And we might do a really quick deli review right at the end. So, oh boy, let's get right into it. Episode 783 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Oh, you better watch out for the Will Smith attack. You've Chris Rock. Holy moly. That was pretty fun. Will Smith got in one little fight. He's going to go stay with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air now. Jesus. That was gnarly, wasn't it? Get my name's wife out your fucking mouth. <laughs> ah. And all the fucking sooks out there. Hey, very stupid, violence. He slapped. It's an open hand slap. If he punched him, we've got a problem. A slap? That's just a uh, show some respect. Got <laughs> a moment, isn't it? Holy moly. Sent Twitter into absolute meltdown. The craziest part was I was in an MRI machine today. So I pulled off a big, big, big win in some... Uh, in the old ball league fantasy, I'm uh, the A-League champ today. But in between, <laughs> I went into, a, in, into an MRI machine, tied, came out, and uh, turns out I win. I won the actual uh, you know, comp, which was pretty cool. I was like, sweet. And also Will Smith just slapped the shit out of Chris Rocks. <laughs> there was a lot going on today. And I've had a lot of coffee because the squid got up way too early. Right. So... Let's uh, start today's show, the way we start every show, though, with the daily whip around. That's right. So, as it pertains to Australian basketball, it's Josh Giddy. The Thunder announced that he's going to miss the uh, rest of the season, the final nine or so games for the Thunders, uh, with his hip. Yeah, kind of mentioned this last week. Doesn't look like we come back. There's no really reason for them to bring him back. Uh, 
I mean, you'll see them just tank, 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 tankity, tank, 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 and it's working so far. Uh, he did win every Western Rookie of the Month so far. He had four triple-doubles. He had 16 double-doubles. My favorite bit, though, November, he averaged 10, 8, and 6 on 37% shooting from the floor. December, 11, 7, 7 on 38%. January, 13, 9, and 8 on 44%. And 16, 8, and 8 in Feb on 47% shooting. So... What a year. He was awesome. It was great. The shooting got better and better and better. He found his spots, and he got accustomed to the speed and the physicality of the NBA and had himself a great rookie of the year campaign. He's not going to win it, but he had a great rookie campaign anyway. So we'll talk about that again later. So a bit of a shame. He joins Jingles as the other Aussie out for the season, and uh, yeah, bit of a sad one, but at least Jingles is out there crushing it with Portland at the moment. Uh, right, other news. As mentioned, Shaq and Steph... They won Oscars for uh, the Queen of Basketball doco about Lucia Harris. Uh, Lucia uh, was, you know, one of the absolute trailblazers of basketball and uh, absolutely amazing. The Queen of Basketball is really good. Go check it out. Uh, Other news, Eric Spolstra. Everyone was getting their jokes off about him uh, missing a game on the weekend for personal reasons. Like, Jimmy Butler's coming after him. No, one of his sons was having a medical procedure. So, fucking cool your jets there, man, with your jokes about Spo. Uh, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully everything's all right with Spo's family. Kyrie played his first home game today against Charlotte. A uh, bit of a rough one, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, also said that the plan is to re-sign with the Nets this summer. Doesn't want to leave KD. Wants to build a legacy in Brooklyn with him. Oh, isn't that nice? Of course, he said the same thing in Boston, so... Take that with a grain of fucking salt. I'll take a shaker. Anyway, we'll talk about all of that later. Uh, what else? Tory the Red Bull Prince. He got welcome to the Adam Silver Lining His Wallet Club. Copped a 15K fine for an obscene gesture. Love that. Uh, the Pacers-Raptors game on the weekend was suspended for a chunk. It got evacuated. There was a fire in one of the speakers. A bit weird, but anyway, fix that. And uh, what else we got? We've got some other news. A uh, couple of weird little injury things. So Imo Yudoka said after the Boston game today, he wasn't sure what happened to Robert Williams, but he was in quite a bit of pain. He's going to get his knee scanned tomorrow, and uh, we'll see how he's going. Hopefully Time Lords are right, because that's a big piece of the uh, Boston uh, equation, obviously going into the postseason. And at the moment, they're the one seed. What? Yeah, we're going to talk about that later too. LeBron James has got a uh, sore ankle. Joel Embiid twisted his ankle as well at the, towards the end of that Sixers game today uh, against the Suns. And what else? Other bits of news. I mean, Russell Westbrook passed D-Wade for 31st on the all-time scoring list. That's kind of cool. And KD went past Rick Barron, Reggie Miller. Uh, I think he's up into the 24th spot. So that's pretty neat. Pretty cool. Bit of a few records dropping. Kind of neat. Right. With all this in mind, that's kind of it for the news. I'm still just like waiting for Will Smith to walk in here and slap me. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Game wraps. 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 That's right. The game wraps on the weekend. On Saturday, we had Charlotte pull up a massive win and beat Utah 107 101. Just saying, the wheels are a bit off at the moment for the Yaz. Not looking great. They're going to feature later because uh, they are not playing well. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, big win for Charlotte because it sort of keeps them alive. And then to back it up with them actually winning in Brooklyn is huge. 
Again, they're going to pop up again. Let's hear. Uh, Washington eked out a big win over Detroit basketball with a... Supercharged Zinger Burger. Zinger, 30 and 10. Golden State got beat by Atlanta. What? Clay went off as well. They To survive a Clay explosion, he went 9-3. He's got 37. But Trey dropped the 33. The Hawks got a big win there. Uh, they just really outlasted them down the stretch. It was weird. The Knickerbockers beat the shit out of Miami. Absolutely steamrolled them in the fourth quarter. This was chaos, this game. 111, the Knicks beat the Heat, 103. The Heat were up 15 going into the fourth quarter. They're up 17 with 11 minutes left. And then, boom, a 38-13 run. Absolute scenes there in Miami. So this was the game that I was completely wrong about on Friday's show. Where I'm like, oh, man. Nah, Jimmy Butler versus Spolstra, it's fine because it's just got a lot of fire under him. No. Nope. <laughs> Holy fuck. Quickly, like eight points in 58 seconds. Miami couldn't, they missed like 11 of 12 shots in a run. Uh, Q Grimes hits the go-ahead. Obi Toppin was awesome. RJ Barrett was awesome. They just ran over the top of them. The Heat in an absolute shambles. Minnesota, they beat the Dallas Mavericks. Bit of revenge, 116-95. Luca had 24-10-8, but Cat and the rest of the Wolves... I mean, Cat had 29 in this one, but D-Lo, he shot 6 of 16. Ant-Man goes 6 of 14, but Torin the Red Bull Prince was awesome. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin, basically, he worked. And the Mavs couldn't hit a shot. They shot 38% as a team, 23% from three. And Minnesota got a big, big, big win in terms of, like, uh, the playoff run that Minnesota are about to make. I love it. Talk about them later, too. Houston took care of Portland. Uh, they actually won both their back to, back-to-back home games in oh, Portland's home games. Back-to-back in Portland. Houston versus Portland. Houston won both. Pretty cool. Jalen Green had 23 in that first one. Philly took care of the Clippers. 122-97. Harden had 29-15-7. 27-10 for Embiid. Nothing for the Clippers. <laughs> Mook and Reggie. Oh, boy. They got smashed. Shundi. We had San Antonio Banderas eke out a big win over the Pelicans. They were the Pelicans that day. 107-103. DeJunte had a massive triple-double. 15-11-13. and 13. Uh... It's not so much the massive triple-double insofar as it was massive in context because they won the game. CJ McCollum had 32-6-4, but wow. Made sure the Spurs were right there. Breathing down the necks of the Pels and the Lakers for the playing spot. Orlando hosted Sacramento and lost in overtime, 114-110. Davion Mitchell, he's been awesome, the rookie. 22-7-9 for him. Indy got absolutely shit-pumped by Toronto. So he got straight killed. They did. So there's the fire, but the fire was uh, apparently just, I mean, they burned down Indy too by 40 points, 131-91. Unbelievable. Siakam at 23. Anyway, Chicago beat Cleveland. Cleveland. That's right, 98-94. Big tough one for Cleveland despite Darius Rucker, Judy Garland over 28-6-5. Chicago, they needed that. That was a settler and a half, I'll tell you. Ah, uh, Brooklyn kicked the fuck out of Miami. Back-to-back rough ones for Miami, right? 110, 95, 23 for KD. Kyrie had a shit game. He's like, oh, man, what do you mean I've got to play like two games in a row? He was horrible. Tough one for Kyrie, but still, Seth Curry came back. He was massive, 17 points, hit 5-6 from 3. Brooklyn steamrolled the heaters. Millie Walker, it wasn't Algonquin for the good land on the weekend because they got killed. But he got straight killed by the Memphis Grizzlies. 127-102. What the shit? Without Jar, Giannis played. He had 30-11 and they lost. The Bucks. It's more of a testament to Memphis and their shooting more so than anything else because holy moly, they are just 
unstoppable at the moment. Chris uh, was a bit of a pipper rather than a cake today. 16 points on uh, yesterday. On 16 shots, he went. But, I mean, the Grizz, it was just everywhere. DeAnthony Melton, 20 for Bain, 19 for Dylan Brooks. Triple J had 16 and 6. It was everywhere. You love to see it. The Grizz is so much fun. Okay, so you got beat by Denver, a.k.a. they got beat by the Joker. 113-107. Joker had 35-12-8. Yeah, not bad, bro. He did it on Poku, though, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Houston, in that second home-home game for Portland, 115-98, they smashed him. And then today, New York had a big win over Detroit, 104-102. Randall back. They hold off the Pistons. Julius had 20 points, 7 rebounds and 5 assists, and 21-9 for RJ Barrett. But Marvy Bags! Just inspired by March Madness. He's like watching Duke and he's like, oh, I remember what I was good, man. 27 and 7 he had. 11 to 14 from the floor. I reckon he was just rushing through it. Just was like, fuck, man. Duke, come on, i got to watch these guys. Anyway, uh, sure, the Knicks, Detroit, they always fight. Just saying. Minnesota got stomped by Boston, 134-112. Both the Jays had over 30. When they do that, they're 7-0. They're just playing with teams now. Celtics are unstoppable. Golden State lost in Washington because of, again, another supercharged. Supercharged Zinger Burger. 23, 9, and 6 for the Zinger. Clay had 25. Pull had 26, but he went 1 of 10 from 3. Just not enough in Golden State right now. 22 for KCP. Phoenix took care of Philly. 114, 104. What a game. The Suns are unreal. They are a wagon. 37, 15, and 3 for Embiid. It wasn't enough. Harden stunk. Maxine Harris couldn't do enough to make up for it. Booker was incredible. He had 35. 19 points, 14 assists for CP3. Aiton was really good. He had 14 12. They're terrifying. Uh, the Pals pulled off a huge upset over the Lakers. This is one of the biggest games. I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's basically a playoff game. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, not to beat around the bush, but it literally basically is for the play-in and for seeding. And the Pelicans won. After being down 23 and 20 at the half. I mean, Spindles Ingram came back. He's like, oh, I've got to play against the old team. He had 26, 7, and 5. It's unbelievable. What a comeback. In 26 minutes, he did that. CJ McCollum had 18 points and oh, 21 for Trey Murphy, all in the third quarter. He was massive. Like LeBron James had 25 in the first half. They're up 20 still at the halftime, right? Ends up at 39, 9, and 5. And they blow a 23-point lead. Unbelievable! Got the lead in the fourth quarter and never gave it back. Brooklyn! Uh, lack of rest killed him in this one. They got back reportedly to New York at like 4 a.m. And uh, then had to play Charlotte. <laughs> so not ideal. Uh, Charlotte went at 119-110. And Dallas. No go bear for the Yaz. And no hassles for Dallas. They foosted. Uh, Lucas smashed them. 114-100. Big weekend, lots of stuff going on. Let's do some weekend winners and losers after all that because, oh, there's a lot going on. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken Brockman. Ken Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There That's you go. basically me today with the uh, big fantasy league win. 20-player league, I'll take that. Feeling fucking good about myself. <laughs> So there you go, number one, Jimmy. Uh, no, weekend winners, Memphis. They beat uh, Millie Walker by 25 without Jar. The Bucks had Giannis and Middleton back. They've gone 17-2 and two without Jar. They're three and a half games clear, I think, in the second seat now. Like, that is absolutely chaos. Actually, it's four games because uh, the Warriors lost today. So, like, what are we doing? That's incredible. 
four games. The Grizz. They are a wagon. I'll tell you who else is a wagon. Phoenix! That was a big, good win over, uh, especially Clutch Phoenix more so. Speaking of wagons, like the Suns just ripped off a 13-2 run over the last, like, from about the four-minute mark to about a minute left, minute and a half left, just didn't give it up. CP3 was eyeballing Duck every time he came down the floor like a fucking psycho. He's like, I'll be Will Smith, you be Chris Rock. Bang! Eight straight wins now for the Suns. They're 61-14. and 14. What a team. But just their composure, their class, their focus. It's the exact opposite of fucking Philly in the clutch. It's amazing. you got a team of dudes who are just shitting their pants on one side, Philly, and then you got a team like Phoenix who are just like, don't give a fuck, mate. Boom. Watch this. Fucking lay the boot in. Incredible. Other weekend winners, the Spurs. Out of nowhere, they're right there now. They're right there. They're one game back of the play-in behind the Lakers and only one and a half behind the Pels. Uh, and getting that big win over the Pelicans, like they're a massive chance of making the play-in, which is hilarious. They should be tanking as hard as they possibly can. At the moment, they could still be picking eight, but here we are. They're, they've won three on the trot. Had they have not won those three, I'm just saying, they could be in line <laughs> to basically be picking like sixth. But no, they had to go and win three in a row and uh, give themselves a bit of a chance to play in for, I don't know what reason. Tell me again how Pop is a genius. <laughs> no, he's great. But Jesus, Spurs, I mean, what do you want? Do you want the 10 seed or would you rather not won these last few games and had a much better chance at adding a top tier talent? getting into the top three of the draft or something, and top four at least, and boom, away you go. Instead, you could be picking nine, ten, whatever. Still, I mean, if this is what they want to do, good on them. Atlanta withstood that clay explosion. They beat the Warriors, keeping their seeding tussle alive. They're in the uh, ten spot at the moment, one and a half back of uh, Brooklyn. But with Charlotte winning two on the trot, I mean, Charlotte are now back up to eight, and uh, the Nets are in nine. So I feel like if I'm Atlanta, I'm like, shit, I reckon we could beat Brooklyn. So, good on them. Way to go. Feeling good about themselves. Who else? Portland. Oh, that's how you tank. That is how you tank. They're rolling dudes out there that literally might actually have been on the... Like, the joke has been for weeks that it's the Portland Timbers. It might actually be dudes who are the Portland Timbers this week. Like, you know how the West Coast Eagles in the AFL this week had, like, fucking 14 replacements because of the COVID? And, like, they... You know, a bunch of these dudes weren't even on their lists. Well... That's essentially what Portland are doing. And uh, wow, that's how you tank. Losing two at home to Houston and uh, really giving up the ghost. Good tanking. Uh, speaking of good tanking, the Thunder. Shutting down Gids hurts my fucking heart. But that is a hardcore tank. They're only one game back up on what the bottom three. So they're basically like right there in the hustle for uh, the top three seeds. Remember the top bottom three seeds, rather, all get the same odds. Okay, Siege putting themselves right in the position to get one of those uh, nice ones. So pretty good. Who else? Boston. That's right. They are your East 1 seed right now. Unbelievable. They smashed the Wolves. They're 7-zip, as I mentioned, this season when Tatum and Brown both dropped 30. And uh, since, what, December 29, the Celtics were 16-19. and 19. Unbelievable. 16-19. and 19. They've lost nine games since then. They're 47-28. and 28. <laughs> That is Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Seriously, that is unfucking believable. What's that? Thirty-one and nine since. Unreal. Uh, but the thing is, like the way that they sort of just toyed with the wolves was pretty fucking horrifying. If you're watching that and you're in the east, you're like, 
Wait a minute. The Wolves are good. Jeez. Anyway, speaking of the Wolves, they are good, but that loss today really hurt because the Yaz losing, and the Yaz losing four on the trot, uh, means that the Wolves now slip back one and a half behind the Nugs out of the six spot. So got a bit of work to do if they want to make it into the five, six there, the Wolves, but wouldn't put it past them because they're crazy. Jose Alvarado, love him, the little Pelican. They signed, he got signed to a four-year, $6.5 million deal. That's awesome. Undrafted man out of uh, Queens. He loved it. Three and a half mil guaranteed over the next couple of years. Love that. And uh, the Pelicans are also, as mentioned, winners because they jumped ahead with that big win over the Lakers uh, up by half a game in the nine spot. They needed to do it too. It looked like they were dead in the water then. Boom. Get the win. Feeling good about themselves. What else? That's it. Let's do... Oh, other week uh, weekend winners, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Is that weird to think? Like, Will Smith stood up for his uh, wife. Open hand slap on Chris Rock. Chris Rock took it. Made a couple of jokes. Was very clearly shaken. Didn't press charges. Got talked to by Denzel. And uh, we all move on. We have a new fucking weirdest, craziest Oscars moment ever. Like, after the brouhaha of La La Land and everything. Now we've got Will Smith just slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. Like, it's going to be a meme that just lives forever. Anyway. Right, what about weekend losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 Losers. Uh, I'll tell you who the losers are. Miami. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh... As I said on Friday, oh, bro, they'll use the Jimmy Butler fracas and bounce back. Nope. 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 Four straight L's. They lose that big game last week to Philly. Then they lose in that crazy game where uh, Butler and Spo go at it against Golden State. Then this weekend, they blow a 17-point fourth-quarter lead to the Knicks, then go down 34 to the Nets and lose by 25. And lost the one seed. Heat fans all year go, oh, bro, no one's talking about us, man. No, oh, this is shitty. No one wants to focus on us. And then, boom, as soon as everyone focuses on you, you shit the bed. Unbelievable. Four on the trot they've lost. And I think I pointed out the other day, the weirdest aspect of it is Big Buddha Carl Larry, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butts Butler have actually all been playing really well. And Butts had been until he threw up a couple of stinkers on the weekend, eh? Uh, against the Nets, I mean, talk about like MIA. He was uh, two of nine for seven points, minus 26. Not ideal there, Jimmy Butch. Not ideal. So he's a weekend loser as well because, look, you can't threaten to fight your fucking coach and then lose the next two games and throw up a giant stinker like Jimmy Butler did. Two of nine shooting, seven points, a minus 26. You can't do it, Jimmy. You just can't. The Knickerbockers! Oh, but Jimmy, man, they just won a bunch of games, eh? Yeah. It's nice that Tibbs is playing the kids. Ain't no stopping. OB topping. Love him. But they can't even tank right. They won three straight. If they hadn't won those three straight, similar vibes to the Spurs. Like, this is the difference between picking in the single digits in the lottery and having your chances moving up, feeling pretty good, or picking in the double digits round 10, and having fuck all of a chance of moving up. So great job, Nick's Just 
As usual, you've done a great job. Rick Carlisle's a loser, goes to Indy. He's like, oh, man, nah, this would be great. I've got Miles Turner. I've got TJ Warren. I've got Malcolm Brogdon. I've got the Suvlaki King. Bang. Now they're getting fucking shafted by 40 by the Raptors while the place is literally burning down around them. And his buddies in Dallas are in the playoffs at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, India definitely, like, aside from literally everybody who's playing for Portland, they are the most 1-2-3 Cancun team at the moment. And uh, good job. So that's a tough one for Rick Carlisle. The Mavs are actually weekend losers as well. Even though they beat the Yaz today. A bit tough. Uh, they got belted by the Wolves. Because, look, riding the ship with the win over the Wolves, over the Jazz was pretty good. But I just wanted to take them so much more seriously. Had they gone into Minnesota and actually have won that game, I'd be like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. Look out. Look out. Look what the cat dragged in. It's the Mavs. And instead... They lose that game to the Wolves. Look, they're still sitting in four with that win over the Yaz because the Yaz just can't win a game. So the fact that they turned it around, it still was just one of those moments where, like, if the Mavs had have won that game against the Wolves, it's a double prong. Oh, shit. They're really taking care of business right now. And then, boom, it would have actually given them a really good opportunity because the spiraling next weekend losers could even slip out of the three spot. That's right, the Golden State Warriors... Another weekend loser because, A, they don't get James Wiseman. He's ruled out for the rest of the season. But also, the Warriors have lost two on the trot. So they lose to Atlanta, then they lose to the Wizards. Even without Steph, you would look at those two games and go, oh, I reckon, I reckon the Warriors got a chance on the road against the Hawks, against the Wizards. you got the extreme zinger meal, sure. The extreme zinger meal. And you got Trey Young. But, look, you've got Draymond, you've got Clay. You've got a scrappy bunch. Just no. And now, now they are really, 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 really in a bit of trouble because they could easily slip from the three spot into the four spot, which to be fair, if they're like matched up against Utah or somebody, they'd actually probably feel pretty good about that themselves. And maybe this is part of the Warriors' plan. We'll tank out of the three spot, get into the four spot. We just don't want to play Denver because we'll get belted. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, the Dallas schedule, they've got the Lakers, Cleveland, the Wiz, the Bucks, and then they've got a run where they play Detroit and then Portland. And then the final game of the season for the Mavs is against San Antonio, which is a fascinating run home. Flip side, Golden State, remember, you don't have Steph. you still got Clay, you still got Draymond. But as we mentioned, you no longer have James Wiseman even coming back to sort of give you at least that hysterica hope. They play Memphis, Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, the Lakers, the Spurs, and then the Pelicans. Those last three games, the Lakers, the Spurs, and the Pels are all going to be going hammer and tongs for the seeding and the playing game. And in between, they play Memphis, Phoenix, Utah. Like, Sacramento's the only vaguely re- like half-decent game. Easy-ish game. So, just saying, weekend losers, your beloved Golden State Warriors could slip even further. The Jazz are three games behind them. If the Jazz can beat them, who knows what's going to happen. Absolute chaos in the West. Speaking of other losers, the Jazz! That's right, they've lost four in a row. And they've now slipped underneath the Mavs. Uh, They're in the five spot. The Jazz, look, I'll tell you what. For all the anti-Strayan bias floating around the NBA, as soon as you trade an Aussie, you tend to go up shit creek. And the Jazz are exactly the... uh, 
shining example of that right now. You don't have Jingling Joe Ingles' presence around. Oh, nah, but we got like a bit of cap relief and like Nicky Alexander Walker, eh? Yeah, great. You're also getting shit pumped routinely. Four on the trot. You're in the five spot. Jazz, what's going on, mate? What is going on? My best mate <laughs> out there uh, in charge. But they did have a pretty tough run where they've lost to the Nets, the Celtics, the Hornets, and the Mavs. But at the same time, Jazz, get a hold of yourselves. Houston! Weekend losers. But Jimmy, they won two games. Yeah, and they got themselves in a three-way tie for the worst record where you don't want to be in a tie because then, look, you were free and clear. You had 18 wins before this weekend. You win two. You're like, fuck, right. As mentioned, the bottom three all have the same odds at the top pick. But you want to at least guarantee that you're in the bottom three. Now you're in a fucking tie. You can't afford to win anymore. Because OKC's right there at 21. Houston. You've got a problem. You've done fucked yourself. Jesus. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland! Also weekend losers. Tough loss to Chicago. Uh, obviously because they're going for the same seating spot. Are uh, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And Chicago needed that one big, big time. Because uh, that kept them in the five spot. The Bulls. The Cavs slipped all the way down to the seven. So the Raps are now up to six. Probably should have put the Raptors on there. But I mean, they beat the crap out of Indy, which barely felt like a win. <laughs> it's like a walkover at this point. Uh, but Cleveland are 41 and 33. They've lost three on the trot. And it is just, it's getting pretty dire. Lose to the Lakers, lose to the Raptors, lose to the Bulls. Luckily, they do play the uh, Magic Men tomorrow. So hopefully you've got a writing of the ship. But I don't know, man. Like Garland's doing everything he can. Mobley's hit a bit of a rookie wall. He had 9 and 11, but... I don't know. Carrots, he moved into the starting lineup. K-Love is back out of the starting lineup. They're sort of moving stuff around. Just feeling a bit weird. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, big weekend losers. Losing the Pelicans. Brutal loss. 23-point halftime. Uh, well, first half deficit. 20-point 20, 20 halftime lead. They blow it. LeBron hurts his ankle, seemingly. It's just a bit fucky. Absolutely fucky. And the best part was, Anthony Davis is a weekend loser. That's all, folks. He got punked by the Pelicans broadcasters. You might remember he was wearing that That's All Folks t-shirt uh, before he got traded by the Pelicans because Anthony Davis is a fuckhead. <laughs> like, if Anthony Davis actually had a personality, that'd be kind of funny, but he doesn't, so, like, whatever. Uh, that's all, folks. It would be hilarious to the Pelicans because of that win ended up locking, not helping the Spurs knock the Lakers out of the play-in tournament. And that'd be some karma for LeBron saying... Whoever came up with the play-in should be fired. It's like, you might not even make the fucking play-in this year, LeBron. Just saying. And the last weekend loser, James Harden and his clutch reputation. Little game James fucking rose up again to put up a futile stat line of 2 of 11 against the Suns today. Oh, no, we're one of the best teams in the East. I've, I faked my way out of Brooklyn to come to a contender. Well, how about you play well, James? Just saying. Little game James. Just... He's unstoppable at being <laughs> getting stopped in big moments and in big games. He was horrible. Unbelievable scenes. Right, let's do an NBA Australia approved uh, performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. LeBron, LeBron was right there today. 39-9-5. He shot 14-27, 7-13 from downtown. And it's like one of those great LeBron games where he's just chucking in shit from like long distance and they're going in. 
Uh, 25 in the first half. Absolutely loved it. But then was just outworked, out-hustled, out-muscled by the Pels. Like Herb Jones going hammering songs. Spindles, 26, 7, and 5 in 26 minutes. Absolutely love that. So LeBron ended up, you know, not getting there over the uh, in the end. But my favorite was probably Devin Booker. Like Embiid was incredible in that Sixers game today. 37, 15, and 4. Ah, uh, 3. A couple of steals. But Booker goes 13 to 22 for his 35 points and just put the fucking dagger in the Sixers. They just ran over the top of them, and it was all him. And a bit of CB3, but god damn, he was good. Uh, and in terms of other really big performances on the weekend, I mean, it was kind of Trey Young against Golden State. That 33 was pretty gnarly. Clay going off for the 37, hitting nine threes, pretty cool as well. Big weekend for the Zinger. Uh, but otherwise, nothing quite really tops it. I thought the way the Booker just went, right, oh yeah, cool, contender from the East, fuck him. We're going to put him to the sword. 35, we're the best team in the NBA, we're the fucking title favorites. Blow it out your ass, Sixers. That's what Devin Booker said, and that's what his game did. Right, spot of the night, though. Spud, 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 uh, one of 11 for the sniper man himself. Uh, if you don't remember the joke, he was riding sniper alert on his shoes and not hitting any shots. One of 11 and 0 of 6 from 3 against the Wolves. Thanks for coming, Reggie. Rodney Magruder went 1 of 12 against the Wizards on Saturday. He went 1 of 8 on 3s. 1 of 12. Brandon Williams for Portland in the uh, first game against Houston. 1 of 10. Jimmy, who's Brandon Williams? That's a good question. He's uh, apparently Portland's starting point guard at the moment and uh, going 1 of 10 from the field is his specialty. Bobby Portis fighting, Bobby Portis fighting around the world. 2 of 13. Absolutely brutal against the Grizzlies uh, for Bobby Portis. Patty, oh boy, Patty thrills. Now, I may have mentioned like last week that it came to, you know, the biting the bullet stage of Patty Mills on the fantasy team because he had been pretty good throughout the year and then the shot has just gone off a little bit, especially after the All-Star break. He's had a couple of big peaks, a lot of troughs though. 2 of 11 against Miami, all from three, really rough. Jimmy Butler, as mentioned, against the uh, Nets, seven points on nine shots. James Harden today, also 2 of 11, same as Patty. Uh, 2 of 5 from downtown, just in a little game, James showing... And uh, what else do we have? Oh, Kelgen Blevins. Sorry, Kelgen Blevins. That's right. Two of 12. Now, Jimmy, who's Kelgen Blevins? If your first guess was the Portland Timbers goalkeeper, like, you may as well be right. Two of 12 he shot in that other game against Houston. That's right. Kelgen plays for Portland and apparently doesn't hit any shots. And then uh, you look at his name and go, yeah, he could actually be like some Dutch goalkeeper, couldn't he? Kelgen Blevins. Uh, but of course, Mook Morris, 1 of 9 against the Sixers for the Clippers. Enjoyed that one. Reggie Jackson went 4 of 13. And then a couple of classics because we had a couple of them on the weekend. Dorian Finney-Smith and Big Deke Bay went... Yeah! Dorian Finney-Smith, 3 of 11. Big Deke Bay, 3 of 11. Both went 1 of 8 from 3. Both. 
Also, Spuds in the Night. Who is Old Mate No Mates, though? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? LeBron James. At least he didn't slap anybody at the Oscars. Uh, he did win the worst actor, Razzie, for Space Jam 2, which is pretty great. But the best bit of the actual Oscars that didn't involve Will Smith, Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock was Regina Hall. Made a joke about Space Jam 2, how it should have gotten an Oscar for special effects because of the hairline that they gave LeBron. Oh! Oh! He got straight killed! Yeah, that's an old mate, no mates. Everybody's punking LeBron. Meanwhile, Steph and Shaq are winning fucking Oscars, just like Kobe. Pantsing of the night. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Boogie! Absolutely yammed on Poku. And that's like basically like Boogie's kind of uh, career at this moment, right? Like he goes from all-star, crushing it, doesn't get his uh, Supermax contract, shipped out, gets hurt, and now he's reduced to yamming on Poku. But it was a fucking pretty big yam. Carl Anthony Towns, bit of a panting. He elbowed Grant Williams right in the face and then dunked on Danny Tice. (laughs) It was was a moment and it shut the uh, the Celtics broadcast, lost their minds. But my favourite pantsing of the night was the mop-top mumber himself, Josh Giddy. Uh, some Twitter user named OBJ to KC uh, took, uh, I don't know, offence or just kind of like was taking the piss out of Giddy a little bit about a Peyton Manning quote and uh, was like, hey, man, we saw the last one, little bro. And Giddy got him with the, you also see this ratio, little bro? Question mark. OBJ to KC. Got got and got pantsed by the Mop Top Mumba. Loved it. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? I mean, that was just some great tweeting by uh, Josh Giddy. I mean, because <laughs> that dude did get fucking ratioed and it was hilarious. Uh, but Corey Kispert was awesome today. The big final sort of breakout game for Kispert. Played 41 minutes. He had 25 points on 9 of 12 shooting. Went 6 of 9. Nice. From 3. Loved it. Scotty Barnes with 19, 6, and 7 on 8 of 11 shooting as well. Uh, I'll tell you what, Mobley, I think is still favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Scotty B has been playing off his fucking chops since the All-Star game. So Scotty Barnes is running away with it, in my mind. The problem is, so many of these fucking NBA, like, actual award voters are so lazy and so blinkered. The fact that I don't have a vote is almost as galling as the fact that Adam Silver still hasn't made me the vice president of vice president of common fucking sense with my uh, at least six figure salary. But goddamn, Scotty Barnes should win it. But he, I don't know, he might not, which is crazy to me because he's been fucking unreal. Uh, but Kispert, great game, absolutely lit the Warriors up. Scotty Barnes out there crushing it, all better than Lonzo Ball. And uh, Lamello as well today against the Nets. He was just absolutely bloody well on fire. It's also one of those moments every time he goes off, you're like, just got to feel a little bit bad for Lonzo, don't you? Lamello had 33-7-9, went 7-12 on threes, and lit it up and got a big win against Brooklyn. Spot of the night also could have been Kyrie today, 6-22 for his 16 points. But anyway, uh, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week! And uh, so... 
Uh, bloke named Harrison Sanford tweeted out, Clippers t-shirt toss guy taunted a young kid with a free t-shirt, waved it in his face, then ran past him and threw it in the sky for a random person to grab. Kid is in tears. Daddy's trying to console him. I would have thrown hands. Yes! I would 100%. Who the fuck is this t-shirt toss guy who did that to some little fucking kid? So Harrison then also updated that saying, there is another t-shirt toss late in the fourth quarter. Kid didn't even stand up for one. Here comes dad. Just walked down the bleachers with a bag from the team store and the kid copped him a Kawhi Leonard jersey. You know, down deep down, Pops is hot. 100%. So yesterday, uh, the squid and I, and old mate, uh, we went to the United game against Illawarra. It's great fun. Always love it. And as soon as I saw this story pop up about the T-shirt toss guy waving in his face and then throwing to somebody else, I'm like, I would have kicked the... F- I would have fucking Will Smith the shit out of that fucking idiot. What are you doing? Taunting a fucking child? Blow it out your ass, Clippers T-shirt, t-shirt dude. You get a fucking Will Smith slap for that? God damn. Fucking hell. I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, if someone had done that to the squid yesterday, I would have just gone, boy, grabbed him by the fucking shirt. Give this little prick a fucking shirt, motherfucker. Hey, bang. Chris Rock, your ass. All right, uh, let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yeah nahs. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia.com slash shop. That's right, the NBA Australia shop. <laughs> yeah, go get a t-shirt. Go get a hoodie. Go do it right now. What are you doing? Come on, man. I ain't got no money. Uh, NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Go get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Plenty of them. Well, there's not actually that many left. It's pretty good. So get them now while they're still collector's items. <laughs> All right. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. I'll just click through the links on our socials. Right. Yeah, Nas. Number one. Is Adam Silver going to rig it? So the Lakers still make the playing tournament no matter what. Yeah, nah, fuck, of course he will. There's no way the Lakers miss out on the playing tournament. In Like with the Spurs making it in there, not a chance. Or the Pelicans, literally two of the smallest, smallest little baby little uh, markets versus the Lakers while winning time is on tally. No chance the Lakers don't make the playing at least. So Adam Silver's going to be out. Uh, like uh, on the old blower to the Spurs, going look, hey, if you uh, if you lose a couple of these games, you'll uh, somehow jump into the top four of the lottery. Just saying. So uh, if you could uh, maybe sit Dejunte for one or two of these, oh, he's got a he's got a sore sore calf. Yeah, that'd be appreciated. Hundred percent going to happen. Number two, should Devin Booker be in the MVP conversation? Fucking hell, Suns, they're playing out of their minds. Uh, yeah, nah. He should be in the MVP conversation, yeah, the same as Ja Morant and DeMar DeRozan. The convo being, who are the guys behind Embiid, Joker, and Giannis? That's the convo he's in, because he's been awesome, but he's not been as good as Embiid, Joker, and Giannis, even though his team's been unreal. Look, he's going to suffer because, as good as he has been, uh, 
everyone's going to look at the Suns and go, well, it's CP3, it's Monty Williams. They've lifted that team up to a new level. Booker is a beneficiary of it. He's not the driver of it, which isn't really fair. It's also sort of happening to DeAndre Ayton. But at the same time, what is fair? <laughs> Will Smith <laughs> slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a tough one for Booker, but I mean, you've got Kyrie saying MVP. You've got other folks that are going, oh, well, he should be considered. It's like, yeah, he's fucking awesome. But he hasn't been as good as those three dudes all season. So I don't know what to tell you. And speaking of which, Josh Giddy, rookie of the year, question mark? Yeah, nah. Nah, I just don't think he did quite enough, right? Look, he's a rookie of our hearts. He's got the best hair of all the rookies. Easy. Uh, but I just don't think he will win. Even though, I think if he had of uh, maybe kept up that momentum that he had out of the All-Star break, throughout February, as I mentioned, like the most impressive aspect of his year was that he got better and better and better. And I've been saying this literally from the start of this season. Like, it's not going to matter how Josh Giddy starts with OKC. It's going to matter how he finishes the season. Because my entire point going into this year was like, just think about the start of his season in the NBL versus the end of his season in the NBL. It was fucking night and day. It's weird correlations, actually, with the shutdown, but at the same time, the way he got better, it's like, fucking hell, yeah, because he's 18. And then he's 19. Guess what? He's still getting better at basketball. So he goes from 10, 8, and 6 to 11, 7, and 7, 13, 9, and 8, and then 16, 8, and 8, month on month on month. To finish basically that last month averaging 16.3, 8.7 rebounds, 7.7 That's awesome. He got better and better and better. And how do you have kept that up and uh, not cop the nagging sort of hip injury, which, I mean, hips suck as well. So a uh, bit of a tough one. He might have had a really, really good chance because he was suddenly dropping triple doubles. The Thunder were being surprisingly awesome. But, of course, you knew the tank was always going to be in with Sam Presti in charge there. It was going, nah, fuck it. We need another top-level talent. Yeah, Giddy's awesome. He's great. He's going to be all right, but he's probably not going to win Rookie of the Year. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I mean, it's probably that. And uh, at the same time, he should. the unpopular opinion should be that he's also the third best rookie. Like, everybody else is fucking around. It's Mobley. It's Barnes, top two, whichever order you want to have it in. Then I'm going to go Gids, then Cade, and then either Jalen Green or Franz. Deal with it. But uh, the other popular opinion of the day is the play-in tournament fucking rules, but not for the reason you think. Oh, yeah, it gives more teams a chance to make the playoffs. The more interesting part this season, it's the two-pronged aspect, right? The play-in, you've got so many teams trying to make the play-in. Obviously, you've kept the bottom of the West super alive with the Spurs, the Lakers, the Pelicans, just the sheer fucking panic of those teams. And in the East, I mean, if the Wiz and the Knicks hadn't shit the bed in just such classic Knicks and Wizards fashion, they'd be pushing Atlanta and Brooklyn and Charlotte as well. But more importantly, it's the cutoff line, isn't it? The sixth seed. And sort of all the teams floating around that morass, like in the West, you've got Dallas and Utah and Denver and the Wolves all fighting it out. And in the East, you've got anywhere between the Bulls, the Toronto, Cleveland, I mean, every and Charlotte, Brooklyn, still, like, slightly trying. And, like, that's the best part. Everybody's like, holy shit, we need to keep fucking trying as hard as possible because we don't want to be the seventh seed or we want to make the six. Or And there's so many more teams trying at this point rather than just sort of cruising. It's like a sense of urgency has been injected into it this year, and I fucking love it. 
So, uh, yeah, LeBron and his whoever show came up with the play into him, it should be fine. Wrong. Outback Takeouts for today. <laughs> it's Monday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. On the way home from the basketball yesterday, grabbed a couple of cockatoos out the window of the train on the way home. So, guess what? Cocky skills only at Outback. That's right. That's an Aussie-tizer. Cocky skewers. Why the fuck not? Goes great as a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is... Of course Kyrie Irving would say that he wants to re-sign in Brooklyn. Because he's obviously asked around the league. And nobody else is going to fucking sign that idiot. Alternately, that's why Kevin Durant has stood by, stood by Kyrie all season saying... Nah, nah, nah. He's still mates. He can do what he wants. Because Kyrie has very clearly told KD... Hey, you say nice things about me, and I'll re-sign here, and we both won't look like idiots. Only at Outback. 100% there is a chance that Kyrie's asked around the league, and everyone's like, are you fucking kidding? We're, there's no way we're chancing fucking signing this lunatic. And on top of that, he's probably talked to KD, and he's like, hey, Kevin, uh, if you don't fucking sandbag me to the media, like I'll, I'll just keep playing. Here. Is that cool? And Kevin's like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's 100% happened, hasn't it? Spot the lie. Right, we'll be back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch, Chockers won today. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills, as mentioned, though, the shooting over the weekend was a bit rough. Two of 11, all from three against Miami for his nine points. He did go three of three at the free throw line, though, and uh, three for free. Uh, one rebound, one assist as well, and then in a loss versus Charlotte today, a bit of a tough one for Paddy. Two points, three rebounds, and two assists in 12 minutes. One of four shooting, oh of three from downtown. So if you're counting, he's gone three of 15 across the weekend. Yeesh, not great. Uh, and two of 14 from downtown. So tough, tough, tough scenes for Paddy. But he'll be all right. Get him on the big stage. Off he goes. Aussie Matty T. Matisse Tybal in that win over the Clippers. It's actually a very Aussie Matty T weekend, right? Like in a game that they win, he goes a bit ham. They beat the Clippers. He scores 13 points. He has one rebound and three steals. He goes five or six from the floor. Hit his one three and hit both of his free throws. And then a loss against Phoenix today, though. Three points and a block. Only takes one shot. And misses it, but goes three or four at the line. So, bit weird, bit up and down. You'd like a little bit more consistency, but, I mean, that's the sort of role that he plays. And if his shot isn't falling, if they don't need him, if they need more Harden, they need more Max because they need to juice that offense. Sometimes Matty is the uh, one on the outside. I'll tell you what, though, the bloke who has carved out a nice role is Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? In that loss to the Wolves, he played 17 minutes. He had seven points, two rebounds, shot two or three from the floor and one on one on threes. And then against Utah today, the big win. Uh, zero points, only missed the one shot. It was a three, but he had two assists and a block. He's just carving out that sort of like athletic wing role that we all knew he could do. And it's taken Jason Kidd half of, most of his season to sort of figure it out, especially after they lost Tim Hardaway Jr. And rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale had an awesome game against the Pelicans. He had 19 minutes on the court, 10 points, seven rebounds. He shot four or seven from the floor and two or three on threes. Boom. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, lander. Love to see it. Crushed it. Big win. Play the man, Pop! 
Jesus! Am I right? Of course I'm right. All right. Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Team in the Field of Excellence. It's the first and Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. it up. All right. He's already gotten the nod as the uh, NBA Australia Performer of the Weekend, but uh, Devin Booker is playing his goddamn ass off at the moment, and he's had himself a week. So not only has he just gone out there, crushed it, done pretty well, <laughs> like, I'm loving the way he's playing, and... There's a great stat that despite being five years younger and playing a hundred less games, Devin Booker's gone past Kawhi Leonard in career total points. <laughs> Which is chaos! He's already gone past Kawhi. Like, holy shit, but what a week he's had. So it starts like basically what, 31, 7, and 5 last week against Sacramento, but then big win over Minnesota. He has 28, 3, and 7. Then drops the massive 49-point bomb on Denver on Friday, which was absolutely unreal. 10 assists. And then backs up with 35-2-2 today against the Sixers. 13-22 shooting, 3-5 from downtown. He's just gone back-to-back like performances of the, of the day. And he's now going to get the Andrew Gaze Graham Mumble Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence because he's literally thrown his hat into the ring of the MVP convo in much the same way as Ja Morant and DeMar DeRozan did by playing his ass off. But just for the simple, like, entire, like, month of March, he shot a ridiculous 55% from the floor. We're almost all the way through March, don't forget. 42% from three. He's averaged 30 points a game and seven assists. He is crushing it. And remember how the Suns didn't have Chris Paul? And everyone's like, oh, fuck, that's not great. What's going to happen? Nothing. Because Devin Booker is a weapon. And they are crushed. They are an absolute wagon, the Suns. So there you go. That's an awesome, awesome Andrew Gay's Great Mum Reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Because it is an outstanding achievement in the Field of Excellence. His team has won 61 games already. He's crushing it. Devin Booker, you fucking little legend. And he's gone past Kawhi in total points. That is fucking awesome. Right, Patty Mills Game Day Bullet Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this one's going to go to Josh Giddy because obviously with the ratio, yeah, you see this little this ratio little bro was pretty great. But uh, I enjoyed his uh, first tweet, which is the most valuable player is the player that mo- makes the most players valuable. Oh, that's pretty, pretty philosophic. <laughs> it's a Peyton Manning quote, which I hate because fuck Peyton Manning. But uh, Gids. absolutely loved it, and also Rockham Sockham Blockham Jockham Landau uh, after a big. Showing on the weekend. Also had some great IG posts, just, you know, out there. Some really good photos of him crushing it for the Spurs. It's always really, really fun to see uh, Jock's IG because it's just a good Instagram. And it's always inspiring because you're like, yeah, this dude was on Melbourne United last year and he's out there having a good old rock hard, jock hard, big cock jock go. And he tweeted out, well, not tweeted out, but IG, keep rolling, not done yet couple of photos, looking great, absolutely smashing it. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, lander. Good on ya. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews, game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. 
Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Oh, it was great. Went and saw Custard on Saturday night. That was great fun. Got shit-faced, then went and saw uh, United Illawarra yesterday. Squid had a great time. And, uh, yeah, won the fantasy. Fucking feeling great. And then Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> it had everything, I tell you. Uh, we did also go 13 of 25, I think that was. No, sorry, 12 of 23, yeah. Just over 500 for the weekend. Uh, yeah, had a really rough day, I think, on the Saturday picks. Uh, we went 2 of 7, but then the Sunday and Monday, we went 5 of 8 and then 5 of 7. So, not bloody bad, bro. Not bloody bad. But 12 of 23 overall, that leaves us at 635 correct picks of 1,112 picks all season. So, absolutely flying. Tomorrow's games, however, we've got nine games. Let's have a look at these. Let's make some picks, do a bit of a preview for you. We have Orlando going to Cleveland. And uh, the Cavs are reeling. We know that. Orlando, the tank is in, though. The Cavs really need to win this, but they're nine and a half point favorites. That is a it's a lot. It's a lot. Nine and a half. Do you reckon Cleveland can cover that? Cleveland, can you? I'm going to say, yeah, I reckon. Uh, oh, actually, nine and a half. They're at home. I reckon they should. They better. Denver, they go to Charlotte. Uh, Denver have a joker. Charlotte, do not. I'm going the Nuggets, minus three and a half. Charlotte on a back-to-back, traveling back from Brooklyn. Even though they're at home, that's going to be a tough ask. Indy host Atlanta. The Hawks are only seven and a half point favorites in Indy. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Indy have given up. Atlanta are still like scrambling for seeding. Uh, give me the Hawks minus seven and a half. Sacramento versus the Miami Heat. The Kings are 12 and a half point underdogs in Miami. Do you have to take Sacramento there? I think you kind of do. Until Miami come out and smack somebody, uh, I'd be a bit worried. So Miami having just had the weekend from hell, we know that some team is going to pay the uh, price. It might be Sacramento. 12 and a half. Uh, might have to go Miami. I think that might be the smacking. Sacramento might just get completely choked out. Uh, <laughs> Miami just giving the old J- Jimmy Butler, Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. Chicago, they go to the Knickerbockers of New York City. The Bulls are four and a half point favorites against the Knicks. This is a really tough one. So with the Bulls at the moment... Uh, very up and down. There was a big win over Cleveland on the weekend. The Knicks, look, we know that they need to shut it down. They need to tank. But Tibbs, he doesn't tank. He doesn't know it. It's not in his vocabulary. But for the Bulls, I mean, on the weekends, uh, that Cavs game was pretty big. I think it might have helped them get their mojo back. I might go with the Bulls in New York. You just know that it's going to give... they got DeMar back, they've got Levine, they've got Vooch. I think it might be just a little bit too much of an ask for the uh, Knicks. So I'll take the Bulls. What's that, minus four and a half? Let's go Bulls. I think they can do that. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Minus four and a half. Uh, Boston, they go to Toronto. This is a tasty, tasty, tasty one. You might have to rest some folks, though, if you're uh, Boston. Though. But they are kicking the shit out of teams, so maybe they don't rest them. But they are two-and-a-half-point underdogs, so that is a bit of a rest one. So might have to go Toronto minus two-and-a-half to snag a spot. And Golden State, they, yeah. Look, head-to-head matchup. Boston would beat Toronto, I reckon, but I've got a feeling they might limit some minutes and just have a bit of a rest. It's a tough back-to-back late in the season. Warriors go to Grizzlies. Ten-and-a-half-point underdogs are the Golden State Warriors. 
I might have to go the plus 10.5 for the Warriors just because they're going to have a bit of, just a bit of uh, pride. Has to get them back in this, don't they? Surely. Surely. Uh, the Spurs are 6.5 point favourites against Houston. I might have to go Houston. Plus 6.5. It might be a bit too much. It's going to be a really fun game. Uh, and then we're going to tank off. OKC versus Portland. Who wants to lose or win this one less? Portland, I reckon, pull this one off out of nowhere. They're plus two and a half against OKC. Might have to go Portland. Because OKC are just going to... Oh, look. OKC are too young. They don't know any better. They'll win that one. They shouldn't, but they will. Minus two and a half. And there you go. That's all nine games tomorrow. Oof. That is a crazy slate. Denver, Charlotte. Denver minus three and a half. Cleveland versus Orlando. Nine and a half point favorites. Cavs. Atlanta, seven and a half point favorites against Indy. I'll take Atlanta. Miami, 12 and a half against Sacramento. Let's go, Miami. Chicago, favorited against the Knicks. Taking the Bulls. Toronto against Boston. Taking Toronto with uh, maybe some Boston rest. Uh, the Rockets, underdogs. Six and a half point favorites against the Spurs. Underdogs for the Warriors against Memphis. The Thunder in a tank off against Portland. Wrap all those up for you tomorrow. That's it. It's going to be fun on the bun. Just don't get slapped. You're going to make some jokes. <laughs> right. We'll be back tomorrow. Wrap all that up for you. Make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG, all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check that out. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. I don't have a marketing budget, so help a brother out. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off for free shipping from Manscaped.com. Uh, Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code STRAYA. Get 20% off there too. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. And big thanks always go to Joshua DeLaurentis, Fascinated, Goldmine, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex, Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, over you listen to your bands, follow along, etc., do it. NBA Australia supports Australian band, so should you. All right, we'll close out with a really, 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 really quick uh, daily review of the Righteous Gemstones. Really quick one because it's a long show already today. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, you're going to get slapped. Take my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And later, Ozan. Oi, 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 how the fuck are you? It's your mate Deli over here just swinging by for another fill-in Deli review. That's right. My little mate Josh Giddy, mate, like, oh, he's just like bunged up his hip, so he's doing a lot of rehab and shit like that and doesn't have quite enough time to like do a review and stuff. Because like, you know, when you're hanging out, dunking on fools on Twitter and shit, it like, takes up a bit of your time. Nah, he's all right. Love, love me little mate Josh, but still, yeah, all I've been doing is hanging out with the missus, hanging out with the squid. I mean, we had a pretty tough loss the other day against Illawarra, but I mean, you know, fair's fair. It's a long season. She'll be right. Uh, but yeah, the missus, she was actually the one who put me on to this week's uh, tally show that I'm going to review for you. And like, she had been like talking to like my best mate Plugger's wife back up there in Miraburra, and they'd been watching this tally show. And she's like, you know what they're watching? And I'm like, what? Is it just like, what is it, maths? I fucking love maths. And she's like, no, you already watched that, you dickhead. Shut up. I'm like, oh, I fucking love Dom. How good's Dom? Anyway, and she's like, nah, there's this telly show called Righteous Gemstones. The plug is wife reckons it's the funniest fucking thing she's ever seen. 
So let's watch it. I'm like, oh, fucking sick ass, man. If Plugger reckons it's funny, then I'm in. So we watched it. I'm like, wait, this is a telly show about like evangelists, Christians and shit. It's got like Kenny Powers, the guy from Workaholics, and John fucking Goodman? Mate, I'm fucking in. And then Walton Goggins is there? Fucking yes, mate. So I like, watched most of the first season. Got to tell you, no spoilers or nothing. It is the funniest fucking show on telly. What are you doing? Stop now. Go listen to watch it. And then come back and finish this review. You back? Yeah, good. It's fucking awesome, isn't it? So there you go. It gets like 87 out of 10 Deli Ones because it's fucking sick as and funny as fuck. So go watch The Righteous Gemstones right now. All right, that's all we've got time for the Deli Review this week. I'll talk to you next time, I guess. Later, fuckers. Deli out.